everyone. Thanks for listening. Just a quick note. Uh, more microphone problems on this episode. I don't know what happened. I got a new microphone and I, I think I selected the wrong microphone when recording. So I was just using a garbage microphone that came with the camera. So anyway, sorry about that. Hopefully we'll get this sorted out and hopefully you'll still be able to enjoy this really fun episode we had with Ricky. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye. Welcome back to the Infatuation Podcast. Today, we're talking a little electric guitar. And I'm super excited to talk uh, with a musician from the UK. But first, let's talk to Maddie. Hey, Maddie, welcome back. Hi. How was your trip? It feels like a while since I've seen you. Um, it was good. You good. Happy, to, happy to be home, though? Yeah. Ready for school to start back up? Absolutely not. <laughs> Ricky, so Madison's one of my students. She's a biology student of mine at, at high school. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so we see each other almost every day, even on weekends now. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> uh, the voice you're hearing is our special guest for today. She is a professional guitarist who is a permanent touring member with Priya Ragu and Martin Smith, who you might know from his band Delirious. She's also appeared on ITV's Game of Talents as a featured artist. When she's not touring, Ricky makes videos on YouTube of her playing original songs as well as covers and doing some all-time great licks on the electric guitar. She's a real joy to watch. If you watch her, uh, you can see her just um, beaming her smile because she's enjoying what she's doing. Coming to us all the way from London, England is Ricky Lee. Hi, Ricky. Yo, hi. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us. I'm kind of short notice. I just saw you on YouTube this week, I think. And I, I emailed you and I was like, hey, you want to come on? But I think you're getting a little busier with concerts and touring. Is that what's happening in, in April? Yeah. So, I mean, I have like two weeks break. After that, we have a big show um, in London and we're touring and I'm going to Holland and we're touring in Europe as well. Like, oh, wow. A couple of weeks and so on. <laughs> is is live music back then? Is it ramping up quickly or is it kind of yeah, slowly releasing? I mean, surprisingly, it is going quite fast. Like, um, probably I'm not very in touch as well. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I don't really go out that much, probably. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it's going great. It's going great here. Yeah, I, I would imagine the last couple of years were kind of tough for you to get your live music fixed and you'd have to not a whole lot of concerts in the last two years. Yeah, I mean, I was actually in uni, so that actually helps. (laughs) Yeah, I think 2020, that's when I actually, that was, I think, my first big, um, like, my tour, kind of the first time I tour, like, on a big scale. So that was my, uh, my first gig was with Martin Smith. And, yeah, then I started then. It was, like, February 2020. So right after that, then we had lockdown. Right. <laughs> and at that time, I was worried, like, how am I going to balance my studies and, you know, touring? But, well, it happened. <laughs> I guess it worked out. <laughs> I was able to just study, you know, <laughs> just focus on my study. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, let's talk about you a little bit and your background. Uh-huh. Um, born in Malaysia? Uh, yes, I was born and raised in Malaysia um, until 2016. Then I moved to London. Uh, okay. What were you? What were you like as a kid? Were you? I, I think I read that your your dad or your whole family are musicians. Uh, well, my dad is. Uh, my dad is a guitarist, 
um, not professionally, like more of like a hobbyist, but a very extreme hobbyist. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, he has a lot of guitars lying around the house. Uh, he would play a lot of records, you know, like just watch shows like DVDs because, you know, Malay, uh, back in Malaysia, it's just, it's hard to have like, l- not a lot of musicians like tour or like artists tour to Malaysia. Like, uh-huh. let's face it, like yeah, from the West. Yeah. So he would have like a lot of DVDs, just playing on Deep Purple shows over and over again and so on. Uh, I guess that's how, you know, I got into music. When did that start? Like when you were three or four? Or when, <laughs> you slap a guitar in your hand? <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, I don't know. Probably like, you know, you know, when in the household, they just keep on playing music. Like there's a lot of music all the time. Uh-huh. And then probably I was aware of it when I'm like seven, eight or nine, you know, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> then you're like aware of, oh, this is an artist, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you take lessons or your dad just showed you some stuff? Um, I never took any lessons um, up until when I was 19, 18 or 19, I oh, think. Wow, but wow. my dad showed me, you know, a couple of chords, I think three chords. And <laughs> then, and yeah, and then I just learned it like by myself from the internet. And That's yeah. so crazy. Because like, <laughs> yeah. based on your playing, I thought like, I thought you would have been playing since you were like four. <laughs> no yeah not, <laughs> not, unfortunately not four but <laughs> i wish it was four i would be like even better i guess <laughs> were you always kind of a natural like it just it just came out of you and you just enjoyed it and it was never uh, a chore to play <laughs> you know not i would say not really honestly um i don't think i was natural at it um yeah you got you kind of need to put your you know hard work as well you need to put the hours in. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's a natural. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So when was, do you remember the first time you heard like a total shred or like someone really killing it on electric car? Was that, was that an aha moment or was this kind of like always part of your, your house? You had music blasting and stuff. Or do you remember thinking, wow, that's what I want to do. I want to just, just go all out on the electric guitar. I mean, um, so I remember Joe Satriani. So he's one of the like first few like guitarists that I look up to. So he had like my dad had had this concert uh, DVD. So, you know, we watch it a lot of times and he was like really ripping it out. And mm. I think I don't know. I think that was really cool. I didn't probably I wouldn't say I thought about, oh, I'm going to do that one day. You know, <laughs> it's just like, you know. I remember it because it was so iconic and he's legendary and yeah. really good, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So you, you graduate high school in Malaysia. Yes. And you end up going to England at that point? Uh, no. So I went, uh, went to this um, college is a music, like art college and there's a music program. And that's when I was, um, that's when I start that's when I started my journey, I guess, like, you know, all this, I learned all this really technical stuff. It was really brutal. Mm. And we learned all the music theory, all the harmony and everything. It was quite, it was like a training ground for me. It's like a military training ground. (laughs) (laughs) Everything was brutal. You have to put on a show every week and, you know, Uh, but it was, it was a good experience. I learned so much and I met my lecturer, um, he was my 
uh, guitar teacher and he's really inspiring. He taught me a lot, like a lot of things that I learned, like, like that I hold on to until now, like I learned from him. Yeah, so it's even though it's a really small college, I think I learned so much from there. Mm-hmm. I learned the most. Yeah. And that was in 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 Malaysia. In yeah, yes, Malaysia. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. And then you ended up. How do you end up in London then? <laughs> yeah. So after getting after graduating diploma in music, and I decided I really want to move out. I was like, I gotta like, you know, connect or whatever you call it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah, and then that's when I found a uni here, and I came here and moved to London. Wow. Yeah. And and what are you studying music here in London as well? So I did music, uh, bachelor's of arts in music, and um, and then I got my master's in music business uh, in twenty twenty. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> How did you take it upon yourself to like have that discipline? And I feel like it's important to have structure to your learning. Like learning by myself is mm-hmm. really hard. So. How did you, you know? Um, I think as a person, like my character, I think I'm quite a structured <laughs> person. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like I would take everything. Um, I would break down the song or break down the skills, everything in chunks and mm-hmm. really learn it step by step. Um, for example, if I have a really hard song to learn, I would break it down to, okay, I'll learn the chorus first. And then the chorus, there's eight bars, let's say, all of them are hard. I'll learn the first two bars first, you know, and so on. Um, I think that's probably just who I am. Like, you know, <laughs> just uh-huh. breaking things down and learn it by like step by step. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so impressed that you started guitar later in life. But it gives me, <laughs> it, it gives me faith because I feel like it's hard for me to stay motivated as somebody who plays guitar. And so I feel like you're a good reminder that it's never too late to, you know, work hard and gain that mastery. Why do you think, like, why do you feel that it's hard to feel motivated for you? Because I feel like I don't have structure. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I don't know, just like a lot of personal stuff in my life, I I took a really long break from playing guitar. And I think that ever since it's been hard for me to, okay, you know, keep going with that. Even though all the time, I feel like I've spent more time thinking about how much I want to play guitar than actually practicing, which is, <laughs> which is awful. But, you know, yeah. Oh, that's all right. I think, I don't know, you just need a goal, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just need a sure. goal. Like, if you want to do what I do, like a virtual soul stuff, of course, you need to put in a lot of hours. But if you want to write songs, then you have to spend your time writing songs, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's also because, yeah, I don't have a specific direction. Like, I know you specialize in rock, but I never focused on one genre. It was just sort of playing whatever I wanted, which is fun because it's a hobby. But at the same time, I wish that, I could really hone in on certain skills and you know what I mean? Oh yeah, that's fine. I mean, you know, it it takes time. Like everything, I think everything takes time to, you know, discover yourself. I think. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily, I'm not only just, 
I don't just play rock nowadays. I know I know my branding is like rock, but <laughs> I don't only play rock. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I listened to a little Priya Ragu. How would you describe her music? She's oh, she's um, she's R and B, a mix, a mixture of R and B, pop, a little bit of like Indian flavors as well. So it's a good mix. I don't think anyone's done done it how she done it. Yeah. Yeah, so it was it was really nice. It was challenging for me. Um, I really like it. Yeah, it's mentally challenged. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. How did you How did you get these gigs? So you're working with Martin Smith and Priya Ragu.、Uh, how did you How did they find you? How did you find them? <laughs> so Martin Smith is um, uh, because my friend knows him and plays for uh, you know, it, he was in that circle, but. But Priya Ragu is、um, those people like a lot of pop gigs that I do nowadays. They、um, they found me on social media. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. So it so it was kind of one thing led to another. You 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 got some gigs and you started doing some covers, and other people found you through that. Yeah, because、um, I really wanted to. Well, I really wanted to get into the pop scene. I mean, that was when I graduated、um, the masters. So I really wanted to get into pop scene, and then I started doing covers, and I did some pop covers as well. And then from there, I guess you know people found me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's very cool. Do you have any pushback from your family or your parents saying, "Hey, you know this music thing is fun, but maybe you should get a real job"? Any of that, or are they <laughs> always one hundred percent supportive of you? Um,、uh, honestly, I don't know because I mean, probably in the like in the start. They were a little bit skeptical, like like are you are you good enough, you know, <laughs> kind of, because、uh-huh. I was really bad guitarist probably. <laughs> What? <laughs> and then it's like, but but they never say it out loud, you know. They never said it. But the thing is, like, they funded my studies and all that, so it's a bit. I wouldn't say they don't support me fully, but、uh-huh. yeah. um, still, you know, parents are always worried for the kids,、sure. so that's、yeah. um. They they just don't say it. Probably my parents don't say it. But now that I'm doing like better, you know, doing well, so they're like, oh, you know, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. So you have a do you have a most memorable live gig? I heard that you played Wembley. That must be pretty cool. Oh yeah, I did.、Um, honestly, I have quite a lot of memorable live gigs.、Um, Wembley is one of them. Um, that was pretty cool. I did that、um, for three years, so it's actually a, like a Christmas show with、uh-huh. Hillsong Church.、Um, yeah, so it was really cool, really cool experience.、Um, especially, I think one of the years they put me in the middle of the stage with like pyros just shooting <laughs> flames up, and yeah, it, it was really cool.、Uh, I wasn't nervous, but. It was a cool experience. I I don't think like not a lot of people can do that. Like or、yeah. able would be have that opportunity to do it, which I was really lucky. And also some of the like cool gigs that I did the other day. Um, I think last year we did. Um, I, we went to France with Priya, and we there's this festival. We thought it was like three hundred people kind of festival, and we went there. Went to the venue. It was like five thousand. It's a five thousand seater <laughs> venue. We're like, wait, we're not prepared for this. We're not. We don't have any clothes. <laughs> it was like, 
it was like the last day of the tour where we were all really tired. Uh-huh. We just want to go home, kind of feel, you know. Uh-huh. Then okay, okay, fine. Let's do the gig sound check, and and then we found out we we're playing at three a.m. <laughs> like in the morning in France. <laughs> so I was like, okay, fine, three a.m. We showed up like uh, an hour or two before, and then they were like. They were just playing some DJs, like all the tunes, like DJs. So, because it's like twelve at night, one a.m. in the morning, and where everyone was like stoned and like shouting, <laughs> and just just drunk, and you know, it was just it was really crazy. And then we went out on stage and we played. So I started with my opening like guitar solo, and everyone was mad, and everyone went like crazy, like shouting, like. It's, it was amazing. It was like a rock show, you know? Uh-huh. But then when she came out, it was like this pop cultural kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a really tough gig, but very memorable. Like, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun. Yeah. I, um, is there, there is nothing like performing live. Is that kind of the epitome of as a musician of, of performing in front of an audience? Is there anything that can replace that? Or is that kind of the only the only way to get that kind of rush is that live crowd. Yeah, I think uh, for me personally, um, reaction, like uh, instant reaction from the crowd is really important for me. Um, I find it hard to play in front of internet. Like I did a couple of live streams, but personally, I don't really like it. Because yeah. it was like, when you finish playing, it's just like... <laughs> just wait. <laughs> Like silence, and then there was just like people typing, "Yay, amazing!" Like I find it really hard <laughs> personally. Yeah. Yeah, just like yeah. silence, um, but yeah, life is definitely I enjoy it even more now. So I, I guess like a lot of like I was I'm lucky like to have a lot of good crowd that we play to a lot of good crowds. Um, yeah, that's why like I find it really important. I, I guess I don't know. It's just probably it's only me that i really enjoy being on stage <laughs> no i'm sure yeah. everyone and i yeah. think as a musician yeah i haven't i haven't performed in a really long time but when i was younger i used to do like some gigs and yeah for me it was like the word i would describe it was it was just like magic like ah, it was just like my place i loved it yeah that's nice yeah, and and I, I I'm a teacher, so I had to teach online on Zoom all last year. So oh. I know I know exactly. <laughs> I felt like I was talking to myself most of the time. But. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so actually, so you did kind of pivot because you know pandemic and university studies and whatnot. So you started to do YouTube. When did YouTube start? About about the pandemic. Yeah. Um. My first proper video was like April, I guess, or June. Um, 2020 so uh, like right after probably right after I finished my studies and because I need like I need like goals and targets things to yeah, do I know it's yeah. really weird <laughs> no, <laughs> I, mean, I gotta I, take I, notes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm probably just a workaholic and just like always like I really need I always need like a project to finish like I need to check off something so I think YouTube like videos it's a very good um like platform for me to like finish this product okay today i'm gonna do i'm gonna uh do this video this cover like i have a finished product in my hand i I think that's like very important for myself 
Yeah, just to keep checking like, things off a little bit. Yeah, yeah, keep on moving forward, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. But I was just gonna say that you're really good at it. I mean, I think your your covers and your original stuff is really really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. <laughs> what it ha- so far? What's been the best part about doing YouTube? Um, best part, I think building an audience is the best part. Like, for example, just meeting you guys and <laughs> honestly, I I don't know. Like before doing YouTube, like I'm just I feel like I was just like an average guitarist, you know? Oh. Yeah. I guess like like after doing YouTube, you know, recording, having to record, having to practice all the time, you know, it kind of slowly developed my skills. Mm-hmm. Um and you get feedback from people as well, like strangers that you don't know most of yeah. the time. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. So I think that slowly, slowly kind of improved my skill. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that, you know, people actually enjoy what I do. I think that's one of the most enjoy, enjoyable and rewarding part. Also rewarding part is meeting like the artists that I'm working with now. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, that's extremely rewarding. Have you thought about doing tutorials or I, I saw you do one on how you make your covers, but have you thought about guitar tutorials or breaking down songs for people? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I did have a couple of them. Like I did like a tone secret series, which is oh. because I noticed, I uh, noticed that people really love my guitar tone. Yes. So yes. I, yeah. So I did like how I created my tone and how the guitar, you know, affects the tone and all sorts of, stuff like nerdy stuff oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't think i'm so good at teaching but i i mean curtis you're a teacher right so it's <laughs> a certain skill that you need to actually teach properly but i don't know if i have that yet <laughs> well i think you have a you have a real presence though you know when you're playing you, it's very mesmerizing and it's just super fun to watch <laughs> and, and Madison's your your target audience here. She notices stuff like that. Like that's no. her year. Yeah, I I seriously wish I found you earlier because I feel like as like somebody who plays guitar, it's hard to feel valid. Like as a girl and as an Asian uh-huh. girl, I've never seen that sort of like you know I've never seen that. And like especially with that intersectionality, and you're just amazing. So <laughs> thank you. For sure, gonna be keeping up with you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I mean, that is one of the first things I noticed, too. They're not, first of all, there's not a lot of female guitarists who totally shred, right? And, mm-hmm. so, well, there are. There's more now. But in the 80s and 90s, there really weren't a lot. And then yeah. an Asian women. There's not a whole lot of Asian women. <laughs> yeah, you, so you're like such a spearhead. <laughs> Thank you. So. Do you feel like, you know, being an Asian woman has, has helped your career at all or, or has been a hindrance? Or is it totally just based on merit and skills? Um. I personally, I have a very thick face, so I don't, I don't see myself as like, I'm literally just a guitarist. I think I don't see myself as a guitarist. Um, so being, so I started because I started like being in the music industry in, um, in Malaysia. So Malaysia, where I was from, everyone's Asian. Like, everyone's either Chinese, Malaysian, or whatever. You, like in uh, Malays and Indians, it's we're just Asians, you know. Like, yeah, I wouldn't like, hey, I'm Asian guitarist. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, weird. like, um, a- Asian something just doesn't exist in Malaysia because it's Asia, you know. Yeah, yeah. So only after I came to London, 
um, that's when I noticed, like, you know, people um, starting to put me, like, you know, categorize me as, like, Asian guitarist or Asian female guitarist. Um, That's when I noticed, like, oh, yeah. And Mm -hmm. I'm not sure about if being Asian um, hinders or advanced my career, but I think that definitely probably people remember like yeah. you know you you make a mark easier than mm-hmm. and a normal tom dick and harry white male i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you are memorable that's for sure yeah see, so yeah. yeah yeah that's cool so if you would you mind helping us break down one of your clips a little bit oh yeah sure let me share my screen here i'm so excited for this <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see you ever watch uh, Rick Bieto, What Makes the Song uh, Great? Yes, yes. I love yeah. that. Yeah, I love the nerdiness <laughs> of it. <laughs> Maddie, have you found that show yet on YouTube? No. Oh, you got to do it. Yeah. He breaks it down. He he does it by instrument. He does, okay, here's what uh, the drummer's yeah. doing. Here, yes, it's really cool. No, yeah. You you got to send that to me later. I definitely will. <laughs> um, I was thinking of talking about Nirvana. Would that be a good one to do? Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. So I saw a tutorial or not a tutorial, but uh, kind of a commentary on how you make these. And, and is it about it? You said it's a good three, four days on doing them. I mean, you're not doing 24 hours a day, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah, I think you can say like three, four days. Yeah, because I I, I mean, I don't do it 24 hours. Like right. I don't have that kind of <laughs> mental space and focus. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Between practicing, um filming, post-production, and so on. I think probably like three days, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, And, and you do your own backtracks too. That takes, you said that takes the longest time. <laughs> yeah. And I, I do now I'm starting to do that. So I find it like I have more freedom in adding things like different elements to it. Uh, and I wanted to improve my production skill. Um, so that's why, that's why I started doing that. And I think like YouTube covers is like a good practice spot yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah. And you're a, you're a one woman show. You like, you do all your filming, editing, all that stuff yourself. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> That's amazing. Tiring. Yeah. I mean, I did some videos. I did outsource it. Um, but yeah, most of the videos I do it myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a lot of work. It is. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Well, the results are here. So it's good. The first thing you notice is that you have yeah. these long, slender fingers. <laughs> is that something that's really helped you in guitar? Yeah, yeah. I I never noticed it until, like, one of my friends was like, dude, you have long fingers. <laughs> I never noticed that, but, yeah. Uh, so you, you break this down, you say you do it by bar by bar, you kind of... Uh, yeah, so generally when I, you know, when I want to cover a song, um, take the whole song and I just kind of usually i will shorten it i will chop it down like because most of the songs like there's verse chorus verse chorus bridge and that's how usually it goes and i would just um make it short like intro verse chorus bridge and or like guitar solo Uh, that's usually what i do and this song in particular the intro i'm not sure if you heard of the actual like original song have Mm -hmm. you heard of it yeah. yeah, so I actually changed the groove a little bit. 
um, I actually uh, this song uh, was covered. I worked with this artist called Mark Masterpiece. If you Masterpiece, yeah. So uh, the producer that he worked with called TK, the producer. He's a very talented producer. He's only 19 or 20 and he's already got like platinum and gold disc all around <laughs> like his studio. So he's pretty amazing. Um, but he's like hip hop kind of trap kind of um, uh-huh. vibe. Uh, so I worked with them for quite some time and yeah, they did this song and then that bass line kind of stuck with me. Yeah, so I kind of recreated it and changed it up a tiny bit as well. And uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah, so I changed it to a little bit funkier, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And your your riff is a little bit improvised or is or do you do you know what you're doing pretty much when you get going? Um for this part, yes. I uh I planned it ahead. Yeah. I know what I wanna do because I wanna I don't wanna like keep on improvising when I record. Mm-hmm. Um, on the day, you know, to keep the recording time short because it takes me like from setting time, set up probably like two, three hours to yeah. record it. I know it doesn't sound a lot, but you know, when no, you do it, I, it is long- a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you do you do a second take when you do the close up, right? So you do the the full shots first, and then you do the close up shots second. Uh, yes, so I have two cameras, one in front and one uh, 40 degrees on my left. And uh, when I'm happy with all the takes, which us- usually is like take nine to take 12. Um, so I basically just play the whole thing like from start to finish of my performance. And then I'll sit down and listen to the whole song and then pick and choose which take which you can do it on logic like super easy mm-hmm. um yeah then when i'm happy with everything then uh i'll take the close-up shot that you see that's which is a mime <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah what 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 secrets do you have for someone trying to build their speed up like that, that that's is that a little bit of your trademark is the the super fast licks is that is there any secret to getting faster or just practice you got to put the hours uh, in? <laughs> there is there there is a secret actually <laughs> um i learned it from a lecturer back in college so when of course if you want to build up speed of course you need to practice of course you need to build your speed over time there's no shortcut but when you let's say when you have a really 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 fast lick where you want to learn it, but you can't reach it. So what you do, you kind of hack your brain. Basically, you use the metronome. Let's say it's uh, the original tempo. Let's say it's 200 beats. And whilst practicing it, you turn it up to, let's say, 250 or 300 if even. <laughs> and then try to do it. Try to play that part for a long period of time, <laughs> like a lot of times, then eventually when you turn it down, your heartbeat or your internal system, the, re- the rhythm system, you kind of feel it it's slower. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. yeah. This is what I do. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It, it actually, it really works. Like even back when I learned this bum, flight of Bumblebee, like oh, I yeah, tried yeah. learning it, I just put it up, speed it up and I put it down again and then mm-hmm. I can eventually, I, I can play it. Yeah. So yeah, you just need to hack your brain a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, this is super slow now. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. 
And uh, this is this your favorite guitarist, or what's your favorite act? So this is um, this is actually a Seth Backus guitar. Oh. So he's uh, he's from Cornwall uh, in UK. He's a UK based guitar builder, and a lot of his guitars were. Um, not a lot of his guitar, no. One of his guitar, actually, the one that he built, he was like he won a lot of awards from Guitarist Magazine. So he's actually quite well known in that, like the guitar scene. Um, he saw my cover, one of the cover, um, November Rain. Yeah. So he saw that cover, he loved it, and he wanted me to try out his guitar. So he sent me that guitar. Oh wow! Yeah, he built it for it. me, and then. Yeah, then he sent it to me and asked me to try it out. And yeah, let me keep it for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. How many guitars do you own now? Are you up to a dozen? Or? Um, I, I mean, I have a couple of them even back in Malaysia as well. <laughs> yeah. And cool. Fender Meteora recently, like Fender sent me Meteora guitar, the new model Meteora. Meteora, yeah. That's another advantage of being on YouTube. These, what um, a dream. <laughs> yeah, just sending uh, yeah. stuff. Free <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Very yeah. cool. Very cool. Let's see. Do you want to break this one down more or you want to do a different one? Oh, uh, sure. I mean, in the, I don't know, middle part. Yeah, maybe? let me know and you want me to pause it. Oh, maybe the chord. Yeah, this part. Oh my god. Crazy. So this is the chorus part? And this little bit. Yeah, so this part. <gasps> yeah, I think you can pause it. Okay, so this part, um, I copied so this like pop. There are a lot of pop songs that do that, like pause on the first beat and I start on the second beat. I love that. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of people do that. Um, yeah, because I listen to a lot of pop songs nowadays. So that's, I guess that's some of the um, influence <laughs> that mm -hmm. you see me. I, like I mix a lot of things, elements. And the phrase later on, the da, da, na, 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 that part, um, I, I'm quite proud of that part. <laughs> it's, really, <laughs> it's really interesting because I didn't want to just do what normal people do, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or do something that's unheard of. Um, I mean, I can break down the theory part behind it, but I don't think it's of interest. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to listen to it. Yeah. yeah. The middle part after this, which is... Yeah, that's cool. Let's go a little more. Yeah, in this part. Yeah, so right there. Um, yeah, right there. Uh, a little bit like that few 10, 20 seconds. Yeah, I think those parts were improvised if I'm not wrong. Like, I just have this idea, okay, I'm gonna... I'm going to kind of do this and then kind of do this and then do this and then I'll end on this note. 
That's basically <laughs> what I what I think of. And yeah, then during like you know when I sit down and pick and choose the takes, that that's when I pick the ones that I like. Yeah, uh, yeah. When you're mm-hmm. actually arranging it, though, how mm-hmm. how do you start with that? And like, yeah, just like, what's your process? Do you do you like click record on your phone and do like some improv and then go back and see what you like, or do you have like a direction and you just put it on paper? Um, basically, um, usually I would have the rough arrangement in my mind, like mm-hmm. okay, first I'm gonna go to cars and then I go to bridge and so on. Then I would. Um, work on the part that makes sense the most to me first. Um, for this song, it's the chorus, the da 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 that part. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that, and usually my flow is just, uh, let's say from the chorus. I work from the chorus, and then like I would think, okay, how can I link from the verse to the chorus? Basically, all I do is kind of link things up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's where the interesting part starts, like how you link it, because you don't just play from a really low verse and suddenly just jump up. So mm-hmm. I have a. Um, if you noticed, if you <laughs> if you, now you know, if you listen to all my covers, you can find all the link. I would play from low and then play something to high, and then when I go high, I'll play something to go low. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. how I link everything up. I saw that. I forget what. I'm blanking out on what song. One of your early covers, you rewatched mm-hmm. it and you said you would do things a lot differently now. Do you remember which one I'm thinking of? Uh, I can look it up, but no, maybe Rocky Like Hurricane. No, yeah, 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 exactly. Is that? Oh uh, yeah. And then you. So oh that, yeah. That was one of your earlier ones, and then I think just recently. Oh yeah. Did you rewatch it and say, "Oh, I, I would do things differently now. So differently oh, now." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. So that is actually my second cover. That was my actual like kind of proper cover video. Uh-huh. Second one, Rocket Light Hurricane. Um, back then, it, you know, it's my first. Like, you know, I just thought I was just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to <laughs> how to rearrange songs. I'll just play, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I found that it's very. It's just shred like shred throughout the whole song. Um, uh-huh. I find it. It wasn't as interesting. It was just like, here's the song. Here's the licks that I know. Here's the speed that I know. And ta-da. Uh, but yeah, finally, that that video, funnily, um, did really well. Like, mm-hmm. it it was posted, reposted on a, like, in a blog in Spain. And it did really well. It generated a lot of traffic. And then I was like, why this video? <laughs> why not other videos? <laughs> But yeah, no complaints, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't control what goes viral sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I wish I would have done something differently, but maybe shorten the song a bit and then put more of it like a story to the song, you know, uh, rather mm-hmm. than just here's the lick that I know. <laughs> yeah. Here are the licks. That's it. You know. Well, I guess that just shows that you're growing. Yeah, you're just as a musician, yeah. as a videographer. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So very cool. Very cool. Do you have advice for someone who might be getting started into music and especially like on the social media kind of level? What advice would you give to someone like Madison who's kind of getting started out, wants to get her voice out there? What what sorts of advice would you give to someone getting started? I would say like get used to like keep on posting yourself on social media. 
it's so important. I can't like, um, I can't like say that enough. It's so important to put your work out there, um, because now, I mean, well, I mean, you have a normal job. You have you write your resume, you show your portfolio, or so on. Um, social media is kind of a a way. Like you show your portfolio, show your work, show mm-hmm. what you're about. Um, especially as artists, as musicians, that is even more important. And most of all, a lot of people hang out in um, on social media, um, be it Facebook, be it um, Instagram, or uh, or TikTok. I don't know. I think it's I think it's a really good place to get noticed. There's a lot of different stuff on there now. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah, definitely is a good good place, and I think I would say my number one is just number one advice is just keep on showing your work. Like it has done me so well, you know. I got I got all these gigs, I got all the free gears, and you know, <laughs> it's just a really good practice um, to grow a thick face as well. <laughs> <laughs> was it terrifying at first or were you worried about caters and trolls or was it pretty seamless? Or? Um, honestly, I wasn't worried about haters or trolls. I, I generally just don't care. I was like, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, recently, like it has, when I was like kind of blowing up ish on Instagram, um, there was quite a lot of like creepy guys. Oh, yeah. I yeah, think that was, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, that's when, that's when I'm, I'm very careful of my private life, like even more, even more mm-hmm. so. Yeah. 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 That's the danger of it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So you've been doing well. What's next for you? You got, uh, you're going to keep touring with, the. Uh, Martin Smith and Priya Ragu. Uh, do you have any other plans coming up or just getting getting some live concerts under your belt this summer? So, um, so we have quite a lot of dates um, this year. So I'm going to keep doing that. And whilst doing that, I am, I'm going to keep on working on my YouTube channel, you know, growing my following, growing my portfolio and my skills as well. And one little tiny dream that i have is to like release another ep so mm-hmm. i want to like produce it myself so that's why i'm doing all this um uh, backing tracks and work just to you know hone my craft mm-hmm. um that's my tiny dream so <laughs> i'm working <laughs> on it yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and you have you have some on spotify right now uh it was a little- uh, yeah uh yeah those are my old uh yeah that was like 2016 2015 probably like yeah <laughs> years ago <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so i want to do something new yeah great well let us know whenever you do we'll we'll mention it on the podcast and let people know that's coming out oh yeah definitely yeah <laughs> <laughs> definitely i'll um, be waiting for it truly yeah, you have a fan <laughs> in san francisco for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah um we do a little segment here uh i'll explain it to you it's called uh do you have an infatuation and uh-huh. so infatuation is just anyone that you might admire in the Asian community. Uh, could be <laughs> someone you know or someone you admire from afar. Uh, Ricky okay. Lee, do you have an infatuation? Uh, <laughs> this is funny. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess, I guess like Simu Liu. Uh huh. He's he's cool. Um, I admire how he, you know, very. He's really active in voicing out his you know 
voicing out for the week, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's very active on. I mean, that's a very rare thing that a lot of people are scared to speak out. Um, he's not afraid of that, and he's he seems to be a very nice guy and honest. And he's currently, I think, he's in London. I hope I can bump into him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, I think when I was, yeah, when I was in America last, like a few weeks ago, two weeks ago, yeah, uh, he was in London. I was like, oh crap, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now I think he's back here. I'm, I'm not sure, but yeah, he's nice. And I, I watched some of the YouTube creators, like um, some of the Buzzfeed. What's her name? Um, like Inka Lam. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 they're a really fun bunch and steven and yeah yeah so do you do some cooking too do you like to mess yeah i love i love watching it i mean i'm not really good at cooking but <laughs> <laughs> i can cook i can make dumplings so <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need <laughs> <laughs> yeah so where's the best malaysian food in london do you have a spot a hole in the wall or another spot um, honestly, I don't have a spot here. Um, I know where to get Malaysian food. Like, um, there's there's this shop called Lun Feng. It's a supermarket, uh-huh. and that's they they sell all the Malaysian stuff. And usually, I'll, I'll buy that. Like, buy it there. You make it at home. You know, nasi nasi lemak. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I recently got to know this chef. She's Malaysian as well. She just she won a Master Chef. UK or oh yeah so she won that and then there's one year where they got all the previous winners and another contest <gasps> together and then she won that as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god yeah and then I got the cooking books like a Malaysian cooking book like mm-hmm. yeah I That's mean cool. the, it's a bit complicated <laughs> like all the flavors I was like no yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like the original fusion, right? You have Chinese, oh, yeah. you have Indian, you have yeah, all these different flavors. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, Ricky Lee, thank you for so much for coming along with us. That does it for our episode here. Um, everyone out there, go watch Ricky's channel. It's under Ricky Lee, or you can type in Ricky Lee Rocks on YouTube. And that is also Ricky's Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Ricky Lee Rocks. Keep your eye out for her her EP. We're, we're sending it out there. The message is out there. The EP is going <laughs> to happen. We know this. <laughs> and thank you to Madison for coming along. Thanks for waking up early today, Maddie. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to be here. So <laughs> anytime we talk about music, Madison is down to come along. Yeah, I'm just like, ah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Thanks for having me. It was great talking to you. Yeah. And thank you everyone out there for listening too. Did you learn something? I hope you did. So go learn some riffs. If you want to email us or get a hold of us, you can get a hold of us at infatuationpodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us at The Infatuation Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. I'll put all of our details in the show notes and you can get our podcast wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Spotify or Apple or Google. Just look us up. You'll find us. But on behalf of Ricky, Madison, and myself, we hope that you're all happy, healthy, and safe out there. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye. 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 Thank you.
Can I edit this? You want to do this one? Mm-hmm. Well, it depends. When are you? No, I don't need it. Yeah. Because uh, we're, yeah, you know, we're backed up. If we get the yeah. Tristan one, you know, we got a oh lot. Oh my of God, time. I'm not even going to lie. I didn't even do the bunny one yet. Yeah, we got time on that one. I got, you got. Which one do I do first? Uh, I think bunny first. Mm-hmm. Dude, I missed uh, something that's going on. I got this new microphone. I was like, uh, it sounds a little weird. I'm not going to lie, but I was too scared to interrupt you. It's like really loud, right? Yeah. Yeah. And also it's just like, yeah, your other one was better. No, I know. I got to figure it out though. Cause, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Cause it's, it's like, I turned it all the way down and it's still like clipping. It's clipping. It's red on my audacity. That's not good. That's super not good. I might have to record myself again. No. I don't know. You can't. Uh, it's so bad. If you had Pro Tools, you could declip. No, I don't think you can declip this bad. This is really bad. Really? Yeah, it's like bright red. Uh-oh. I know. Uh... <laughs> she's so great, huh? Like, she's super fun. I, I I I really like talking to people like that, but I feel so bad because it's so hard for, I think it's hard for me to articulate myself sometimes. Mm. Like, I I want to speak more eloquently. No, I, I think people get you. I mean, well, I mean, I think you'll get better and better, don't you think? Yeah, I just get really nervous. See, that's why I don't post on social media. Like, I, I know... I know that social media can be used as a portfolio and I want to so bad. I'm just like so scared. I need to get out of my head. I'm too terrified to put myself out there. Like it's hard to rebuild myself back up. I think, I think I can do it. I just, I just need to take a deep breath. Yeah. Yeah. She seems pretty fearless, huh? Like she yeah. really, she like- does seem so fearless and I admire that. I admire her for that so much yeah. because I'm just like total opposite of that mm. because, you know, I'm like an unconfident person, but at the same time, I feel like I do have stuff to show. Like, I'm sure uh, like at least one person would maybe enjoy it. All my friends are like, Madison, you got to post, you got to post. I'm just like, I'm so scared. I'm pretty sure more than one person would like your stuff. I think it's I, just, I would hope so. Are you worried about people not liking your stuff? Partly, but I think, see, I wanted to ask her this, but I was too scared. See, it's just like Jesus Christ, Madison, like <laughs> get yourself together. But so I was going to ask her, I feel like every artist, most of them, well, I don't know about her because she seems like, like you said, fearless. Like she seems like she's the coolest, right? But I feel like everyone's their own biggest critic. And I just, will pick I will tear apart anything I do and because of that I feel like people are going to do the same because if I hear it they can probably hear it I don't know I feel like my thinking is sort of irrational but like at the same time not but <laughs> well you know when you're when you're small and just starting out I don't think the trolls really care about you you know well of course but at the same time I just don't want people like being like, oh my God, she literally sucks in their head. Like, what if people tell me I'm good and I'm really just awful? 
I think there's going to be people who will pump you up no matter what you produce, right? Exactly. And I need people to be honest. No, I need but people that, to I be think like, there'll be enough, you know, you'll know eventually, you, you know, of course, your mom's going to like it, right? You know, your best friends are going to like it. But I think when, when you start to get strangers commenting or you start to get people that you don't know, like with this podcast, you know, my friends are like, oh, that was a great episode or whatever. But then every so often I'll get an email from a stranger or we got a um, on Apple podcast. We got it. I got a shout out uh, this person on one of these episodes. Uh, I forget her username, but she's I don't know who she is, but she gave us five stars and, and left a review about how she loves the podcast. And she just listened to the first few episodes all in one day and she can't wait to listen to more. And I was like, oh, man, that's cool. She's trying to get that dollar. I know, yeah. <laughs> well, Bunny did that. Bunny left to come in. He was like, "I want my dollar." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that I mean, yeah, yeah. But I don't think anyone's gonna come at you super hard at your age and you know your level. I really don't know what's holding me back though, because I really feel like I'm not really scared about like trolls. Like, you know, I'm just—I don't know. I just feel like I'm really scared to take that leap. So how did you do it? Like this, you know, it's just like starting a podcast during quarantine and now we're talking like you've only been doing this for so long and you're an AP bio teacher. So to be doing this, (laughs) (laughs) was that like a roast? I don't know. A little bit. bit. I'll take it. I know. know I'm just saying it's so different from what you do on a day to day basis. So how did you do that? Well, it's crazy to me. Podcasting, you know, there's not a lot to lose because if, if they don't like you, they're not going to listen to you. <laughs> True. But I feel like I feel like to put yourself out there in any capacity is just yeah, like true. I look at that like no matter who does that. And I'm just like, I wish I could do that. Actually, you know, I feel like singing is a little bit more hard. No, it is. It's so vulnerable. Because it's like you only have one voice and it's yours. If people think it's annoying and it's like, mm. hey, then I can't sing anymore. That's yeah, but no, you, you, I mean, I there's mean, always going to be people that you don't like, right? You go and for you, sure. can, you can say, oh, I don't like that guy, but just move on, right? And I think there's someone for everyone. Yeah. Hopefully there's somebody for me. Yeah. That's a, I mean, having never heard you, I don't know. I know. See? I really gotta we gotta do it on the pod i think we gotta do the madison I never, show i never know unless i try okay i gotta get this mic thing figured out oh i'm so mad what mic do you have i got a shore i got like a, it's actually an expensive mic but i, I saw your headphones i was like slay oh the sony's upgrade yeah. well i have these for editing and stuff but i don't like to wear them for the show but uh, my other ones are upstairs I was super late this morning. I was like, oh, yeah, interview at nine sounds good. And then I wake up at 830. I was super late. I was literally like a minute late and I don't like to be late. I'm so sorry. No, it was fine. We were. I was figuring out her sound level. But honestly, I was I give myself a break because I just got back yesterday. But you know what I did? I went to the Grammy Museum and it was oh. so cool. I was in <laughs> heaven. I saw Taylor Swift's outfits and <laughs> I just like you get to see like um like hard copies of like the original lyrics people wrote like oh, i wow. saw her music's lyrics and i was like oh my god 
and like bb king's performance suits michael jackson's costumes are just so good they're so sparkly and shiny and then they had a peggy lee exhibit and i love peggy lee because like you know it's great Uh so exciting and i saw nat king cole's um the letters he used to write to his wife and it was just like god so cute you gotta save all your stuff manny all your notes all your scribbles i know someday (laughs) you know you never know and then i went into the clive davis theater and i was like can't believe taylor swift was there i can't believe so many legendary people were there that's cool hopefully i can be there one day i mean you never know is that in hollywood where's the grammy museum downtown downtown LA LA. I'm not sure but I loved it it (laughs) was so great we went to downtown Disney just because Disneyland is really expensive so we wanted to go like the vibe you know (laughs) and I went into the stores and I saw all the turning red merch and I was like it was so (laughs) it's so cute there are these bowls these rice bowls they were so cute and but I was just like oh my god I can't believe I'm gonna be talking to an actor from here so cool <laughs> it is cool no i'm yeah i'm excited i hope it goes well see that's what i mean like a year and a half ago did you ever think that you would be talking to these kind of people <laughs> no yeah honestly i thought it was just going to be me and my friends talking about pho or yeah you know something do you think we should do less interviews and more like just talking now or what do you think people like and what do you enjoy doing because personally i enjoy talking to people but this is not my podcast yeah it is absolutely not it's at least i'm just a little guest at least 30 percent yours (laughs) no i mean i i think it's i think of it as your podcast too so what what would you like the interviews i like the interviews but you're really the boss here if you like doing like chill things with your friends you should do that just whatever you'd like we haven't, you know, honestly, we haven't done a just my friend sitting around. We've been doing interview after interview after interview. I think you should do a sit down one. I think the only reason why we're doing so many interviews is to like build ourselves. And I'm you addicted know what to I it. Mean? I, you know, me I, too. When I'm I, just like, oh, cool person, cool person, because I love out, it yeah. because I can learn so much from everybody. Like, I sincerely love talking to everybody because there's things I can take from everybody. But so random (laughs) i think that's fine i think think it's been fun yeah i think it's just like i i i want the listeners to be like i mean if we i don't know if we have any like consistent ones that are like not just our besties but you know i want them to feel like satisfied and you know because i feel like there's something special about having your friends and doing like a little chat it's like it's like the listeners can feel like they're in the friend circle and it's just like more yeah. intimate. Yeah. So yeah. keep but no, I'm I'm totally addicted though. Whenever I see someone on YouTube or I see someone in the news, I'm like, we should get them on the show. Like every every time I see someone. Mm-hmm. Like like Ricky Lee just totally just came up and I was like, Yeah, I'll send her an email. I didn't I think mean, she'd get back right away. But... Yeah. I think just like try to look at it from the outside. If like this podcast I was listening to like started off small and then started like just doing interviews. I feel like I'd be like, stick to your roots a little. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Bring it yeah. back down. 
So we had a we had a really like this one coming up on Wednesday. We had a really fun time interviewing this guy, the author from the Vietnamese uh, experience book. He was really funny. Mm -hmm. he, he, was, he didn't know. I got I got to cut this up and put it on the reel. He didn't know that Asians were good at math. <laughs> what? Because he was the only Asian in his school, and he wasn't that good at math. And then he he read this. Asians are good at, supposedly good at math. And he's like, wait, what? Wait, I feel like it would be the opposite because since he was like totally the minority, I feel like people around him would have put that like, you know. I guess but they I didn't guess... know either. <laughs> I don't know. Where did he live? Carlisle, Here? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah, like in the middle, like a farm farm country. Oh, well. So he had no clue. And so I just thought that was hilarious. So he kind of mm -hmm. discovered that on his own that, oh, I heard Asians are good at math, supposedly. That's <laughs> so funny. That's super funny. Yeah. So he was really good. And then the one with um, the woman that wrote that baking book from Subtle Asian Baking. That was I really didn't know funny. she was that big. <laughs> yeah. No, she, she, we collaborated on a Facebook post and then that one just blew up. Really? How much? Um, like, whatchamacallit thousands of views that's good yeah for us i mean i don't even know why your zombie video <laughs> 14k man that's like what ricky said about like the weirdest videos going <laughs> like why this one why yeah, yeah. i mean honestly it's it, it was a fun little thing it was smart but, but still like it's 14K. so random like yeah. what <laughs> okay all right now you got to do music. Yeah, I don't know. It's something. It's just the algorithm. You don't know what's gonna get. Mm -hmm. But anyway, <laughs> so I got to work on socials. Yeah. So. So just listen back to it. I don't know. Decide what you want to do. But once you have everything, just put it into Dropbox, and I'll go have fun with it. Okay. Yeah, that was it. Was pretty fun when she she kind of lit up when she was going over her video. Huh? She was like, mm -hmm. you could tell that it's a real passion. She she was saying um. I could go over the theory, but nobody wants to hear that. And you were like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> hello. I want to hear. Yeah, so, I know. I almost said something, but I didn't. I didn't like I don't know if it would have been great radio to go into it, but I know you would have been interested. Hell yeah. <laughs> Circle of fifths, baby. <laughs> <laughs> now, that, you, what, did that, did you find that a little bit encouraging, too? She's like, actually, I wasn't even that good. <laughs> like, she's like, I just got good recently. Yeah, but she's probably just saying that. Yeah, well, she had to be a little bit good to, to think that she could do music college, right? Yeah, I'm just like, how did she get so good so fast? Yeah. I mean, it, honestly, it's really encouraging to hear about people who started music late in life. Yeah. Because, like, my guitar teacher didn't start playing until he was 17. I'm still 16. So yeah, he didn't yeah. start until he was after me. And he's just great. Like I look up to him so much. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah. Anyways, All I'm right. gonna go see my dog now. I haven't seen her in five days. She okay. just got home. Uh, oh literally? Well not yet. I have to text my mom and tell her to come back in the house. Oh <laughs> they're all out in the car? Yeah. Oh what? <laughs> I know. I don't have any place in my house to record. So I'm always like, guys, you've got to be quiet. <laughs> All right. Well, go say hi to your dog. And <gasps> I'm so excited. Okay. I'll see you Monday. No. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye.